0: And hello and welcome to America Can We Talk. I'm Debbie George Addis. Today in our show, we're going to talk about number one, Dr. Ben Carson canceled in Detroit. I cannot wait to tell you about this. Number two, we have a guest joining us interview with Dr. Gloria Puldu, Save Persecuted Girls. You cannot believe their story, and I can't wait to have you hear it. Uh, number three, AOC and Fauci, The Climate Cluster. And of course, I'll tell you why these stories matter to you. Stay tuned. a Dallas-based company performing advanced technology research in the oil and gas industry. And hello again, and welcome to America Can We Talk, and to today's First Five. I'm Debbie In The First Five today, I want to tell you about something that's been unfolding in Detroit over the last few weeks, and a vote has now occurred. And this involves a high school in Detroit that had been named after Dr. Ben Carson. It was Benjamin Carson High School of Science and Medicine, how fitting is that? It uh, was named for Republican Dr. Ben Carson, who, as you likely know, ran as a presidential candidate and then worked later in the Trump administration as a head of housing, urban development, HUD. Dr. Ben Carson is an American dream story. Literally grew up with one brother, no dad, a mother who could not read, and literally with a mom who was a uh, on and off, didn't want to be on public assistance, on and off in public assistance, but encourage her boys to stay in school, study hard, get good grades, and they never realized until they were out of high school that she couldn't read because she hid that from them. She encouraged them to read. So Dr. Ben Carson went on after that to become a literally world-renowned neurosurgeon operating on babies in the womb to separate uh, conjoined twins, just a world-renowned, I mean, just... You know, the, the epitome of his, the, the height of his profession. After that, he became involved, re- literally, in politics because he was spoke at the prayer breakfast and was calling out some basic uh, American ideas. He eventually ran for president and a lot of people loved him. He's a great candidate and ended up working after Donald Trump became the president, working his administration. Dr. Carson brought to his administration the same values that his mom and family had imparted to him when he was growing up. The ideas that in America, everyone can achieve, everyone, you have to work hard, pursue your dreams, and you can achieve success. He, Dr. Carson, as I said, became a world-renowned neurosurgeon. His brother, who, I can't remember the exact profession, but it's something like a, a neurophysicist, I mean, some extremely brilliant guy, wildly successful also. So this story is not just because he about him being successful, but because when he became head of HUD, he brought those America-loving, believe in the individual, believe in the idea of hard work, and the idea that individuals can achieve and succeed and dream and become something in America he brought those values to hud policy encouraging people not to accept a life of government dependency to believe in themselves believe that they had more to offer than simply uh, a space in the line to receive government uh, handouts in various forms so he's he he just epitomizes everything that's good and right about America and therefore he drives insane the leftist mindset which is exactly the opposite they want more than anything else to convince people not to believe in the idea of America not to believe in the concept of America as founded that rights belong to the individual that you have individual potential and rights and dreams all those things just clash with the collectivist mindset of today's American left they want to cancel his memory in the minds of the American people. Frankly, they probably love, want, want to change the name at high school uh, because uh, Dr. Carson gave a great deal of credit to many of the policies put in place by President Trump. And the left wants more than anything else is to cancel Donald Trump's presence uh, in the American political scene and also his sway in American society. They changed the name of the school to uh, the name of a woman doctor uh, who was the first uh, black obstetrician to be listed as a specialist uh, within obstetrics uh, in, in that state. And so it wasn't, you know, in in Michigan. And so it wasn't changed to some really bad thing. The point is, there was no reason to do this except for the animosity the left has managed to uh, in, inject, uh, kind of like a, literally like, a, like an injection uh, into American society uh, against the ideas of America's founding and against uh, what Donald Trump stood for, his Make America Great Agenda and all the policies that flowed from that. The left wants more than anything else to suck that out of the American society's thought and understanding. They don't want the American people believing in the idea of America. And so, if they can, uh, cancel a world-renowned doctor who supported Donald Trump. That's good enough for them. They they went at it with a with a uh, gusto and and changed the name out. And you know, Dr. Carson, forever classy, um, did respond to it. He made the point. He responded ex- essentially saying, uh, it, "It's a shame that ide- ideology trumped purpose of institutions because it's really left wing America saying we cannot honor any conservative." who stood up for and successfully demonstrated conservative policies. So Dr. Carson's classy, you know, he made that comment about ideology, in this case, trumped the purpose of institutions. But, you know, I talked yesterday, and I'll I'll wrap up the first five by saying this. I talked yesterday about how the left has infused in America, this notion on issue after issue after issue that everything about America is bad and it's wrong and needs to be changed. This is the taking down of America by the Marxist left right in front of our very eyes, denigrating everything that's great and good and noble about America. And at the same time, propping up subtly through their endless infusion of Marxism and collectivism and eventually communism, Into American societal thought, this is the this is the grand. It's uh, the akin to the march through the institutions, akin to what the Chinese Communist Party decided in 1920s. We're going to have to do. I mean, the American Communist Party decided in 1920s. Akin to what the uh, Chinese generals wrote in that book I mentioned in great length yesterday in 1998. They talk about how they could take down America. These are Chinese uh, CCP officials. How they can take down America uh, through without firing a shot by destroying our belief on ourselves. This is another step in that march toward believing, uh, toward punishing, denigrating, canceling, eliminating uh, a truly noble figure in American history, Dr. Ben Carson. And therefore, what students will draw from that is, well, there was probably something wrong with him, um, you know, because after all, he, liked Donald Trump, and so you lose that uh, role model for American children uh, of every race, ethnicity, national origin and skin color. You lose that uh, role model of, of him standing up for. It. And he didn't just succeed. It wasn't just his success. is that he believed in the ideas of America as espoused by Donald Trump and the MAGA agenda. He believed in those ideas and he stood for them. And that drives the left loony. And that, my very fine friends, is today's First Five. So I talked about, I mentioned be we started the show today, we have a guest joining us. She joins us via Skype, and um, I think she's in Washington. Uh, this uh, person I'm going to introduce is Dr. Gloria Samdi-Puldu, and I labeled it as uh, Save Persecuted Girls. Uh, she's here visiting in America from the country of Nigeria. And in Nigeria, there are things going on that we're going to talk about in just a moment that I, I think are almost unfathomable to many Americans. We've talked on the show before about the uh, the organization Save the Persecuted Christians, and the whole concept that you know Christianity uh, in many places in the world is simply unacceptable. It's just unacceptable to people who uh, don't want to, who simply don't want to allow it to flourish, don't want to allow freedom of religion. Don't want to allow um, the uh, mindset that often flows from Christianity, which is a belief in your right to individual freedom. So this uh, doctor is joining us. Uh, she's a she's a Ph.D. doctor in I think it's psychology. She can correct me in a moment. Or, no, no, I don't know. It's a political science, um, and she's here because there is ongoing in Washington a U.S. Africa Leaders Summit, which brought the Nigerian President uh, Buhari to Washington, um, and there is concern uh, about what's happening in Nigeria um, and the money American sends to, America sends to Nigeria, whether that money is ever uh, used to engage in the atrocious, uh, horrific behavior the government engage, or at least the government allows, and, or engages in, uh, toward young girls, especially young Christian girls. So I want to share this story because In America, if we do not value, cherish, and cling to the notion of the right of the individual to live in freedom, to practice religious freedom without any discrimination whatsoever, we're losing a piece of America and we're watching what what happens in a country where there is no respect for that right of of religious freedom. So I'd like to welcome to the show, uh, for the first time, uh, Dr. Gloria Huldu. Hello. Hello. Thank you very much for having me. Thank you for being here. And you are in Washington, D.C. right now, right?
1: Yes, ma'am, I'm in Washington, D.C.
0: Okay, I'm going to have Amelia turn your volume up if he can, or I don't know if you can turn your volume up. But anyway, you're in Washington, D.C. And you're, you, I want to just back up and have you tell, because I, I had mm-hmm. a longer um, intro. Yeah, I do want to mention, uh, you're the global director of Give Her Voice, and the president of the Leah Foundation, and you're also supporting, or you're affiliated with uh, the Save the Persecuted Christians. So let me just start, tell us a little bit about your background in Nigeria, your education and what you do in Nigeria.
1: Yeah, so I am um, a political science um, uh, lecturer, we call it, in Nigeria. I teach in the University of Joss, and then uh, aside that, I also lead this organization, Leah Foundation. So, Leah Foundation is an organization that was created in honor of a young girl who at 14 years old called Leah Sharibu when adopted alongside 110 girls from her secondary school uh, by Boko Haram terrorists who have pledged allegiance to ISIS. Um, um, She boldly refused to renounce her Christian faith In the face of terror and danger, she looked at the terrorists and said, she is not going to deny Jesus Christ. And immediately we had that story. When the other ones were rescued and she was left back in captivity, we just said, this is a face of the persecuted Christians in Nigeria. And so that's how we created the Leah Foundation, so that we can help other girls and advocate for all of them who are in captivity, most especially because of their faith and also those that are denied education. So And also help other women and girls, so that's what we do.
0: I love that you do that. I believe in my resume I have for you, you've intimately been an educator. So are you teaching? What What were you teaching? Or are you teaching?
1: Yes, I teach in University of Joss. I teach political science.
0: Political science. Political, okay. Yes, yes. Well, I'll tell you that the Boko Haram story I have talked about in the show before, because I've talked a lot about uh, Islamic uh, Jihad and uh, the conduct of people who are um, engaged in that behavior of just intolerance of other religions um, in the name of, of Islam, the name of Jihad. And Boko Haram has conducted horrific Uh, actions toward uh, people who have embraced Christianity in in Nigeria, as you described kidnapping girls. I will tell you that I had some vague memory that that had diminished somewhat. So has Boko Haram reemerged or they have just been engaged in this violent uh, attack on Christianity in Nigeria all along? You know,
1: um, let me just go back quickly to history. In the 80s, we had what was called the Metacine and Metacine. it's like a different version of Boko Haram. But that was um, an Islamic group that, um, you know, was raging all its uh, uh, problems on Christians and trying to eradicate Christians. Then in 2009, we had this group emerge, the Boko Haram. And so when they emerged in 2009, they started all their attacks and all of a sudden, you know, we see them again changing or mutating into another group called the Fulani headsmen. So rather than, you know, decreasing, as you said, they just keep changing so that it will be different, it will be looked at differently. So we now have what is called the Fulani headsmen and uh, all militants who are now ravaging Christian communities, not in just the north-eastern central, part, uh, north eastern part of the country, but not central part, now towards even the north, um the entire country which is the southern part of the country. So that is it's not reducing.
0: It's uh, uh, please go I'm sorry, go ahead. It's not reducing.
1: Yeah. It's not yeah. reducing. So they are growing because they are changing and having different names, you know, but the same systematic attacks on Christian communities wiping and trying to establish the Islamic caliphate.
0: Okay, so this particular, um, Leah, the uh, Sharibu, um, this was a, a, kidnapping that occurred in February of 2018, along with 110 other students kidnapped from their school, uh, and I don't know if it's Yobi State in, Nigeria, by the Islamic State of West Africa province, um, excuse me, yeah, by the Islamic State of West Africa province, um, and so this is obviously now been four years, almost coming up in five years, um, and this, uh, I want to just quickly get to this young lady's situation. So, Leah, is it Sharibu? Am I saying that correctly? Yeah, yes. Uh, yeah. Yes. So, what is her current status? Is she still in captivity or she's out? She's been released.
1: Leah is still in captivity. And you know, the eyewitnesses that we got report like t- uh, recently, two months ago, there was a girl that was in the same captivity with her, but she was able to escape. And so, she came back, she told us she's alive, she has two children. In captivity with all other girls that are still there along the Lake Chad region, you know. That's where the I swap, Boko Haram, all of them are having their camps there.
0: Okay, I swap. Okay, I'll say I swap. I like that. Um oh. it's easy to remember. Okay, so this kidnapping occurs and these are these are um she's fourteen years old at the time. So I think in America it's hard for people to picture. So these, these kidnappings occur. Where is the government of Nigeria in this in, in this horrific situation? Are they ignoring it, tolerating it, trying to help her? Where, where does the government stand? You know, it's so sad.
1: And that's why for me, I even came to the Washington DC now that Biden has invited all African leaders and President Muhammadu Buhari, it's also here because he has done nothing. He has promised uh, after seven months when she was abducted, that was when he would place a phone call to the mother. And since that time, he said he was going to rescue her. He has not done that. And remember there are two of girls that have been there for eight years. if you remember during Obama's time bring back our girls we had 260 and 76 girls that were taken. over a hundred of them are still in captivity over eight years and Leah is about uh, you know the going into the fifth year. So nothing has been done. It's such very sad. and if you look back to uh, what's um, 2020 2021, 2022, so many schools have been attacked. So many children have been taken cap- into captivity. Some, ransom has been paid and brought back, but others are still there. So the government is doing nothing about that.
0: Is Nigeria considered to be, is the government an openly Islamic government or is it, do they tacitly say there's religious freedom here?
1: Nigeria has a constitution that has religious freedom enshrined in its constitution. That's what but I currently we have a precedent that we all believe because he is a Fulani man and he is the head of the Fulani group. And this Fulani group are one group that are exhibiting and they are attacking exactly the systematic attacks of Boko Haram. So for us as um, the head of that group, and with all the um, you know appointments skewing it to his tribal people and his religious people, mm-hmm. then we have every concern to wonder whether this president is
0: for all? No. And you know, I, it is, I, I know you must know this, but for people in America, it is so hard to picture because, I mean, heaven knows I have a lot of critical things to say about our government, uh, you know, based on some policies, but the notion that the government uh, that has a constitution saying that religious freedom can see these kidnappings and attacks and, and just horrific conduct toward these girls is, is happening toward Christian schools and Christian girls and at the hands of whether it's Boko Haram or ISWAP, it's it is it it is obviously religious in nature and so the government is just are they kind of in your sense or they're subtly signaling we're actually really on the side of these Boko Haram people and we really would like to stamp out Christianity is that kind of what you think?
1: Absolutely and but the sad thing that is happening is that you know the American government has you know, it's like tapping Buhari on the shoulders and saying, um, uh, well, you are doing well as a president, when they remove Nigeria from the country of particular concern. So it's like, you know, telling them, Come but that's why we are here as Nigerians saying, you need to hold a president, presidential government accountable for refusing to take their responsibilities because they are supposed to take care of the people but people are being killed, so hold them accountable. The money you're giving to them, instead of tapping them and then, you know, telling them to move ahead, they are doing well, hold them accountable.
0: Okay, so America has, uh, I don't, actually, I'm sorry, I should have looked up, because I usually prepare to death, but I don't know how much America money America provides in aid toward Nigeria every year, or any, whether private organizations do, but it would be really, um, I mean, the, the notion that America would step up and say to this president, we're going to cut off of Nigeria. We're going to cut off aid. We're going to reduce aid. We're going to condition aid. I mean, that really that would be significant if America would take that position. That would really help these girls in Nigeria. Is that right? That's what we are asking for because the money that is being
1: pumped there, they are looting They are just stealing and embezzling it. And they are giving it to the terrorists. They are empowering them because the terrorists have more sophisticated weapons than the Nigerian military. So we are asking the Western community stop sending the money or if you skip the money make sure that you get every account for whatever dollar you are sending to africa
0: have you been able i i love that you're doing that that you're exposing that because america's money the idea to the average taxpayer if you told us yes we're sending money to nigeria and pretty much the government is funneling that money off to go against what would be america's interest which would be freedom of religion and also freedom for these girls
1: and Absolutely. so the idea our
0: money is go, sorry go ahead
1: Sorry, I said absolutely. Sorry for interrupting. No, no, you're
0: totally (laughs) fine. You're totally fine. So the idea in America... So are are you... I guess while you're here, have you been trying to speak to people in Congress?
1: Yes, we have been speaking for the past four years. We have spoken and we were fortunate with all the other organizations who have had... um, Donald Trump put Nigeria on the country of particular concern in 2020, they placed Nigeria on the watch list and 2021, they stepped it up to country of particular concern. But by 2022, it's off the uh, 2021 rather when, Blinken uh, came to Nigeria, he took it off. This year again, he didn't make it on that list. And you know, Nigeria is the worst place for every Christian on earth to live that is the record of nigeria for 2020 and 2022 so why if pakistan has not been removed on that why are you removing nigeria which has overtaken pakistan based on religious violations yeah
0: i don't know uh which to uh, I- I didn't catch to which list you're referring, but I do know other organizations. I've had people on our show talking from those organizations who try to list, uh, you know, the countries that persecute Christians and list, uh, you know, who are the worst and and how bad it is. And I, I don't know how they quantify it, but you know, they make the point of how bad things are. So you're saying that. And, uh, Donald Trump was aware and seemed to and wanted to include Nigeria and on, on this list that designates the danger of Christians or the failure to protect the rights of the citizens or freedom of religion. But in this last couple of years, the Biden team has somehow event, managed eventually to take that to take Nigeria off the list. Is that I want to make sure I understand what you said. Is that right? That's exactly what I'm saying.
1: In 2020, the uh, the Donald Trump administration place Nigeria on the watch list and then by 2021 they stepped it up to country of particular concern Uh, or 2019 and then 2020 sorry if I'm mixing it but 2019 it was put on a watch list and then 2020 it was stepped up to country of particular concern during uh, Donald Trump administration and what that does is that it is sending a message to the terrorists that the global eyes are on Nigeria and so but 2021, we had it removed. So what are you saying? You are telling the terrorists, don't worry, continue. Our eyes are not there. And then the attacks are only increased. Churches are getting born, girls are getting, you know, taken away from their families. Terrible communities are displaced, you know, people, and, and lands are being grabbed and people are being killed. Horrible things happening.
0: It is simply mind-blowing. I will say, I, I can go off on many political reactions to what you're saying, but there is uh, endless sympathy uh, on the, I on my show often referred to them the anti-American left, but endless sympathy on the part of the anti-American left uh, for violent, for jihad, for violence, uh, and for intolerance of religion. And the idea that somehow there were, and the notion that taking uh, the name of Nigeria, the country's name, Nigeria, off this list, makes it more emboldens the terrorists emboldens the Absolutely. yeah they, emboldens the jihadists to think oh well i guess nobody really cares what we're doing and they continue it so I, i'm thrilled that you came to do this protest in america and that you're uh, trying to make it um you know to make more people aware of, of not only the horrific conditions there and the fact that government seems to be tolerating if not almost uh, encouraging it uh and and doesn't take action to rescue these girls uh, and that our own government in america to some degree is complicit uh, by sending money that does not make its way to uh, protecting these these poor innocent young girls uh, who are Christian uh, and the communities and the schools and the families uh, where they are suffering um, but that we are sending the money just disp- with having in a kind of undercover of saying well they're not on the perse- they're not in the uh, list anymore they're not so bad so we're not going to worry about them I, I mean really it's a It's a very eye-opening observation you're making. So do you have legislation, like if you, uh, do you have anyone who's trying to say in our Congress, you know, cut the money until XYZ occurs? I mean, do you have legislation started? Are you trying to do that?
1: Yes, a lot of Nigerians and those in diaspora have been speaking to different uh, Congress people and the senators, and, you know, they had been able to, you know, make them to speak to United States Commission for International Religious Freedom, who also recommended that Nigeria should be placed on that. Yes. But then all of a sudden the list comes out and it's not there. That's really sad.
0: It's really sad and it's really uncaring and it's really... Uh, to use the left's favorite word xenophobic. I mean it's kind of like we don't care about, it's not happening here it's not happening in our borders and we Mm -hmm. don't care and we're the country that says we care and we stand up for the freedom uh, around Mm -hmm. the world and we've always said we're the country that stands for freedom around the world and yet we're kind of aiding and abetting this this horrific conduct so if people want to help you can they, how how can they help you? Can they go to your website? Go ahead.
1: Yes, we have a website they can go to the website it's Leah, that's L-E-A-H haifin
0: foundation.org so. okay there's another thing you can you can do there there's a, another website um that it's an american based and i know that our mutual friend Didi is part of uh, which is save the persecuted christians uh-huh. if you listeners go to save the persecutedchristians.org all spelled out, no period, save the persecuted Christians.org. Uh, you can link to everything we're talking about here today. You can link to the, to Leah's story, to the Leo organization, um, and I've been, I assume also a uh, link eventually to your uh, work and your website at the, directly at the Leah website. Because I think, you know, unless there's just, it seems like, unless there's an international uprising and international pressure put on the government and on uh, Boko Haram or ISWAP. Uh, there's no reason they'll stop doing this and you know it's it's a far bigger um, issue than just um i mean it's not just about money but it's about human dignity human That's right it. to live in freedom right to practice your religion and this one girl you mentioned, i want to make sure people caught this point leah is being held longer than some other ones uh, she was kidnapped along with because she won't renounce jesus is this correct that is correct because
1: when she was taken, she was taken with alongside 110 girls. All of them were Muslim girls. She was the only Christian girl. And when Boko Haram terrorists asked, is there a Christian? She raised her hand up and she said, she is a Christian. Her schoolmates were saying, don't say that. She said, no, she's a Christian. She cannot deny Jesus. And so they said, okay, we release every other, but you remain in captivity. And that's why this young child, at 14, she was bold enough to do that. Then she is a faithful all those who are persecuted as far as we're concerned in Nigeria. And we are proud of what she has done.
0: Oh my gosh, proud of her. And just, I mean, I I, truly, I'm sure everyone's praying for her and her Mm -hmm. safety and her way in Christ. I mean, the the notion that you are suffering because of your Christianity, uh, it could make some people decide it wasn't worth it. You know, I I don't want to live this way. Um, But she's got that. um, It's it's in her heart to embrace Christ and to not give up. So um, anyway, people can find you. by They can certainly go to savethepersecutedchristians.org and follow Leah's story. And there's a way to make donations, too, toward this effort, correct? Yes. And so, do you know how that is? Is, I mean, is it on the stage? If you go to to
1: Leah, that is L-E-A-H hyphen or dash foundation dot O-R-G, you can make donations. You can see the news. You can read everything about it. And also, with the same, the Persecuted, you get along with them, they can can reach us and they can um, support us with whatever you want to support us with. Thank you.
0: Uh, I will tell you, um, you, Dr. Pultu, you are one brave uh, doctor, one brave uh, woman uh, in Nigeria. Have you suffered persecution from your own government? Are they after you to try to silence you? Oh,
1: absolutely. So many times they wouldn't want us to speak this. This is at the risk of our lives, at the risk of our families. But then if Leah at 14 boldly, courageously face the terrorists, then we will boldly face the government. We will face everyone.
0: I love that. I love that. Dr. Perdue, I'm first of all, I'm so glad you had time to talk to us today and so glad you're coming to America and trying to kind of wave the flag for the American government as they're meeting with the uh, Nigerian officials to say these people aren't helping these poor, persecuted, innocent, young people. I mean, and you're speaking out for for people who don't have a voice. So I, I'm honestly, you're just, you're really um, very noble and I appreciate everything you're doing. And I thank you for joining me today.
1: Thank you so much, Debbie. I appreciate it.
0: Great to meet you online. Great
1: to meet you, too. Thank you. Okay.
0: Bye-bye. So, So, folks, I really do. I think that's an amazingly... um, It's an amazing cause where there really aren't two sides of the question. You know, a lot of times you can say on some issues, well, there's two ways looking at it. There's no, there aren't two ways to looking at this situation. What you heard, and I liked having this woman here because uh, on, on the show with us, because she is uh, outspoken. She's putting her uh, neck on the line. She's putting her, you know, she's a PhD um, woman. I mean, a PhD in um, political science and. You know, education for women is looked down on in by many of the uh, Islamic jihadists in this world don't think that women should be educated. And she also mentioned, I didn't meant to go off on it, but she mentioned also standing up for the right of girls to be educated. I mean, this is really a, uh, there, there are no, there are not two evenly good sides to, to contemplate. There is the kidnapping, and we didn't go into gross test details, but as these events occur with uh, um, uh, either Boko Haram or ISWAP, they're not just you know, grabbing the girls, there is murder, rape, attack, beating, killing. It is a horrible, horrible thing they do to these villages, these schools. And you live in a country where, you know, the government is kind of on the side of the terrorists, is not on the side of the girls, not on the side of the families. And so they're having to come to America to say, could you please stop sending money to this government? uh, Because they're using it to continue to attack innocent people, attack innocent Christians. And then I I really want to drive home that point she made also very briefly about the idea that if you don't bring pressure on these kind of uh, companies and countries and organizations, you're kind of enabling them. You're certainly tolerating it. And when President Trump was around in, in office, you know, he said, we're simply not going to do, um, we're not going to do the, um, we're not going to keep them on a list that is, um, you know, that of countries that are okay. We're going to put them on the list of countries that persecute Christians. That is what needed to happen. That is what uh, did happen. Um you know, under President Trump, and then Biden comes along, and so and all of a sudden Nigeria is not in the list anymore, because they're not really that concerned. And and I I'm sure someone Biden official would say, well, we had lots of reasons. You have to put relentless pressure on these brutal, barbaric Islamic jihadist groups of every kind. Boko Haram happens to be in Nigeria. They're around the world. They understand nothing but brute force and brute pressure, and they need to understand the world stands against them. And right now, they really don't, and they certainly don't when America restores their classification, their country as not a country to be concerned about, and continues sending money to the government, which the government uses in part to fund the terrorists. I mean, we, America, this is so far beneath the America, the way America is supposed to stand up, what America has been known for throughout a whole history, which is standing up for the downtrodden, standing for freedom. So I want to share that story. I mean, she's an amazing woman, very brave, coming to America, standing up and trying to expose uh, to the world and to our government here in America. how bad things are and how America is really assisting the worst actors in the world when they continue sending money to the uh, country of Nigeria, allowing the incumbent, um, obviously um, Muslim president, to take that money and in part allow and enable and fund the Islamic terrorists kidnapping young girls. A lot more of that story the, the great organization by the way save the persecuted christians uh, one of the key players in the organization is a good friend of mine dd logosim she's going to come on sometime soon to talk about all of their work because she you know when you dive in and you hear these stories as you are now um hearing from her um it makes it more personal it's not just a A report in a you know a list of documents and a list in a document that says oh this country's bad this country's bad these are real people and the one she referred to she's she named the organization after Leah you know 14 years old in 2018 and still still in custody uh still in uh entrapped after having been kidnapped uh because she will not renounce her christian faith these things should not be tolerated or in any way aided by the united states of america so I want to hit a couple of the story or one other big story today. And I say big story. There's a lot of are a lot of pieces to this story. Um, and I want to talk about, um, you know, I've been trying to talk about the idea. And yesterday I talked about a little bit uh, about a new book out by Lieutenant General Michael Flynn. You know, he's out trying to warn America, this fifth generation warfare. It's a warfare in which the American people. It's a psychological operation against the American people, against the idea of America, against believing in America. This is what this um, this is what is happening on a whole host of issues in this country. This psychological operation against this mental manipulation of the American people. So you start to believe things that aren't true. And, and you believe that they're not true, and then things that are true, you don't believe them. I mean, there's an entire mental manipulation by the, um, by the powers that, that be in this world. There are many places to fingers to point, but the uh, important thing that Doctor, uh, that, excuse me, Lieutenant General uh, Michael Flynn is saying in his book is like, we have all sorts of issues where the American people are utterly uh it's like they're hypnotized that's my word hypnotized mesmerized mental manipulation they have no idea what's true they believe many things that are false and they, they not only believe they're true but they're hysterically believe they're true and things that are true the, the truth and facts can't seem to penetrate that and and so and i don't even know i haven't received his book yet i sent out for it but it probably has climate change in there but i want to just tell you a little bit of things uh, that are happening with climate change Um, But I want to just first tell you about some ideas that came out uh, from a university um, in um, England. And it's a university that has been a leader, an absolute leader in the climate change movement. And it's called LEEDS, L-E-E-D-S. And it was one of the first places all these climate change alarmists got together and started putting out scary studies. Hey, I I interrupt myself and ask you, uh, Emilio, my happy producer is uh, right there. Hey, Emilio, I sent you yesterday a clip uh, that was a clip from Star Wars. uh, And it was the Jedi, you know, and it was the um, Obi-Wan saying, you know, these are not the droids you want. Can you dig that up while we're talking? I'm talking here. Uh, I'm sure he can. We'll get to it in a moment. I want to get to the idea that Much of what happens uh, in America with the issues people get wound up and hysterical about and demanding about, it is the result. It is the result of this kind of mental manipulation, a psychological operation against the American people, what uh, Lieutenant General Flynn is describing, uh, what the Unrestricted Warfare book was proposing. That's the 1998 book. By the Chinese Communist Party generals, the military generals writing about how we can take down America without firing a bullet. We're just going to engage in unrestricted warfare against their thought, against what they believe, against what they think is true. The same thing the Americans, CPUSA, Communist Party USA, decide 1920. We're going to work against the people and spread lies and convince them of things that aren't true so they're going to think America's a bad country communism is a great thing I mean just it's a hideous thing but these are operations going day by day by day by day by day by day and especially it happens in the world of climate change and I want to bring a bunch of stories up the climate change stories but first I'm going to ask Emilio were you able to get that video that I sent to you yesterday um, I am seeing if he's uh, yes, he does have it. Okay, he's got the clip. I'm going to quick play this, just to remind you um, what goes on, uh, the, a, a picture of how people's thought is manipulated. Let's play that clip. How long have you had these, drawings? About three or four seasons. They're up
1: for sale if you want them. Let me see your identification. You don't need to see his identification. We don't need to see his identification. These aren't the droids you're looking for. These aren't the droids we're looking for. He can go about his business. You can go about your business. Move along. Move along. Move along.
0: Okay, we can stop it there. Okay, that's Star Wars. I, I love Star Wars. And many, many... Sometimes we should talk about that more. I love making analogies to movies. But Obi-Wan Kenobi stands there and going, sits there and goes to these guards who are looking for the very droids sitting right there. These aren't the droids you're looking for. And he's got them... He, he's just using his, you know, the Force. But he's got these guards going, repeating everything he says. These aren't the droids we're looking for. At... Uh, you know, line after line, they just, you know, he's got them under control and they can't think, they can't reason. Well, this is happening on many issues where the left uses, and it isn't, I'll say the left, there is a profound danger in America because the anti-American left is filled with Marxism, that the Marxist ideology is taking over the Democrat party. There is no traditional Democrat party in America anymore. There is no there is no traditional Democrat Party in America anymore. There is only um, conservatives and patriots who love America and people trying to bring America down. And I say it that way because it's not always tied to political party. There are plenty of Republicans in Washington, in the cabal, in the deep state, who are just fine with everything that is happening. In particular now, climate change is a great example of what's occurring. So before I tell you this, what this um, university has in mind, this Leeds University, I want to show you three clips. And we're going to come back, three little um, graphs, just to give you some information before we then talk about it. So the first one uh, is just, it's a uh, measure, it's a graph showing what portion of air, you know, all the composition of air, what air, you know, we breathe every day, is made of. And so it's a quick chart, if you have that, Mr. Emilio. Uh, It's got blue lines showing, okay, there you go. I'm going to tell you, for our radio listeners, what it says. It's talking about the composition of Earth's atmosphere. So Earth's atmosphere is 78% nitrogen, 78% nitrogen. It is 20 or almost 21% oxygen. So it's 78 nitrogen, 20% oxygen, and a little under 1%, 0.93% of argon. The portion of our air that is carbon dioxide, the evil carbon dioxide that we're all just so afraid of, we're about to, you know, everything that the earth is going to end if we don't get carbon dioxide, proliferation under control, allegedly. The portion of our atmosphere, of our air, that is carbon dioxide is 0.04%. It's far less than half of 1%. Okay, that's the first slide. Next, one I want to show you is everyone says, well, you know, but uh, the percentage of CO two is causing the Earth's temperature to rise, and this is why we have, you know, first when when Al Gore came out, oh, it's global warming, and then the warming data wouldn't hold. Everyone's saying it's not warming. It's you know, and he so he had to change. Okay, okay, climate change. He's basically trying to blame. Climate change, because it couldn't hold it. The global warming thing fell apart because it had no science to it. So climate change was all about the idea, you know, essentially the danger of CO2 um, and and, you know, whatever happens in climate Whatever happens, if it rains, if it doesn't rain, if it's hot, it's cold. It's all climate change. But I want to show you the second one. This is from a tweet from November fourth. It's about the uh, the kind of lay of the land of Earth temperatures. And I want to just, if you're listening on radio, don't worry. I'm going to tell you exactly what it says. It is a chart. There's a graph, really, showing about essentially over the last 11,000 years 11,000 years in America it's a graph I'm not excuse me in America, on the planet earth over the last 11,000 years of planet earth the earth has been warmer than today for 65% of the last 11,000 years. Let me remind you from nearly all of that last 11,000 years, we didn't have a combustible engine, we didn't have airplanes, we didn't have trains, we didn't have cars, we didn't have anything like that. We didn't have a combustion engine. We didn't have anything that allegedly produces, we weren't digging for fossil fuels for virtually all of that time. And yet Earth has been warmer than today for 65% of the last 11,000 years. This fact alone destroys the basis for the UN's long-running fear campaign on global warming. Listen to this fact. Cycles of warm and cold are not related to carbon dioxide levels. This hoax only exists in virtual reality. This is showing that the other point of this graph is that CO2 levels, cycles of warm and cold, are not tied in any way to carbon dioxide levels chart and next the next one is chart three how much co2 we have in our environment i sent this also to mr emilio if you put that up co2 coalition and again for our listeners on radio i'm going to tell you exactly what it says this is going back to 600 on the left um, of the chart 600 million years ago for 600 million years ago up until zero being today current levels of co2 in our environment, in the, on the planet Earth, current levels of CO2 are near record lows. They have the current CO2 level is at, in this chart, It is, and what they're measuring it by is CO2 concentration, uh, parts per million (ppm), parts per million. So CO2 concentration, you know, how much uh, within a million parts, how many of those are uh, CO2, and so you have um, at a years. I mean, the highest one was 550 million years ago, where you had 8,000 CO2, 8,000 ppm. And so we are now down to under 1,000, under 500 parts per million of CO2. If you can see the chart, what you're seeing is over the era, over the time between uh, 600 million years ago and now, uh, the CO2 level is much higher. I mean... You know, the very top of the chart is at 550 million years ago. uh, You had jags up and down. It went down about 300 million years ago. So something like 325 million years ago to 275 million years ago is down to the level it was now. goes back up a little bit. Point being, again, the CO2 levels in our environment change unrelated in any way whatsoever to human activity. These are charts that I wish everyone would read memorize be ready to spew because what has happened you talk about the great mesmerism of america the great hypnosis of america is the idea that if co2 is evil it's it's pretty much always caused by human activity that's going to kill us all and that it's a and that these and the slightest increases in co2 are, are just deadly where as a matter of fact extreme increases in CO2 are not deadly. And another point, there are many, many points to make about this, um, and I'm gonna get into um, in a moment why I'm saying all this, but CO2 levels and climate change alarmism is are, are just tactics being used tactics being used by those who always wanted totalitarian tyranny, they always wanted to be in charge, they always wanted to run your life, they always wanted to be in control. If they can frighten you about climate change, and climate change is real, and and, and, and it's going to kill us all, they've got you by the throat. They have you under their thumb. They have you so you will do whatever they say because after all they say, everything we're doing is to save the planet, save the climate. And that's why, and they run through all the things you aren't allowed to do, you shouldn't be allowed to do that must change immediately. There's endless alarmism and nothing, no facts seem to penetrate. So even for example, when I have gone through in this show many times in the past, the idea that there have been many times where, and only, this is, this is like in recent years, uh, years, I think it was 1960s or 70s, where the front of Time magazine, we're entering a cooling period, we're in global cooling, we're going to get to a new ice age, we're all going to die. These are the same, and in fact, some of the same scientists who are pushing, we're reaching a new ice age, global climate change is going is to you know, freeze us all. Those are the same people, who are now part of global warming is going to kill us all, and they're latching on to global warming, and that's really happening. And no, as I say, no facts penetrate. We had a great interview with Mark Morano on this show a while ago now. Um, I think it was early October. Mark Morano, one of our Thursday shows. You should definitely listen to it. And I'm going to have him on again soon, I hope. We'll try to work out a date in the new year. But Mark Marano, uh, is is just a endless data collector and, and so he points out for example they alarm you about climate change by putting pretty little you know cute little pictures of polar bears or baby polar bears or penguins and they say you see because you drive an suv you're going to kill polar bears no so no matter how often it's pointed out with well, the the polar bear population is actually increasing is doing better than it was and so is the penguin population doing better than it was. And so it, it's, I mean, no matter what they warn is happening and then you point out, but it didn't happen. Exactly the opposite happened. What you predicted on, I've, I've gone through, there's a, a great list of like 50 in the last couple of years, predictions. None of them came true and it never matters. Global climate change has become a religion. It is harder to budge a global, as someone who's scared to death of global climate change Harder to budge them because it's a religion. Facts cannot sway what they think. They won't listen to facts. And if this were just an abstract discussion about, well, who believes in climate change? I do. And who doesn't? I don't. If it was just an abstract discussion, then it'd be a big so what? But it's not a big so what, because what climate change alarmists are doing is instilling fear, instilling submission and obedience, and all this ties into the agenda of the new world order, globalist, world economic forum people. They've openly acknowledged that they can use climate change. Climate change is going to be used to bring you into submission, to convince you to give up your rights, give up your freedom, let them be in control of the world, let them redistribute wealth, let them do everything they want to do, because a global community knows better than your silly little government that might be uh, be trying to protect the people so you have facts don't matter to them it's and you know a funny thing i meant to say at the beginning of this discussion today so i have a friend who's a talk show host and she had she had some guests in. i'm not sure who it was but in any case she started out her introducing this um guest by saying you know she said you think about litmus tests like what one question could you ask people and that could dictate to you how they vote and you could say, well, it's about pro-life or it's about the border or it's about tax policy or military or and you could mention a bunch of issues. And she said, you know, the single issue I can just always a predictor is, you know, what, what do you think about global climate change? If people say, uh, you know, I'm scared to death and we're all going to die tomorrow, we have to do everything we can. I mean, if they're scared to death, if they're climate alarmists, you know, they're going to vote one way. If there are people who say, well, I've actually started to read a lot and I believe in caring for the environment, but we are not in. There is no man-caused climate change emergency. And that's what the facts are. There is no impending emergency there's no basis for the alarmism for the climate change uh that is being pushed and now to quick hit my points uh number one leeds university as i say this is a university in england that's widely viewed as a leader on climate change they've put out their notice about their their where they're saying we need to go with climate change and they're talking about uh they're talking about what we have to do to intervene Man-caused climate change is not happening. I'm going to get to something else in a minute with with amazing, endless data about this. But this Leeds University put out this idea that what's going to happen. So they have we're starting with, for example, uh, the progressive target by the year 2030. So now we're getting close. there. we're you know it's basically seven years and one month away. By uh, 2030, uh, every person uh, per year should only get to eat. And they have this in uh, kilograms, um, not in English, uh, not in American uh, measures, but 16 kilograms of meat per person per year, which I think comes out to about three helpings. Um, But the ambitious target for 2030, what they really want is that meat consumption on planet Earth for the average person is zero stop all meat consumption. They also have dairy consumption. Uh, they have the progressive target, you know, 90 kilograms, which is, you're not going to get very much meat or cheese or things. We all like to eat eggs, um, and such, but the ambitious target in 2030 is zero. They're saying by 2030 to meet their climate alarmism agenda, you know, there should be zero consumption of dairy products. No more milk for you. Cheese, other good things people like. Uh, calories per day, they're still going to let you have 2,500. But the other things they say we've got to do to crack down on climate change, and you need to believe me, these people are serious and they're leaders. These are not just some two goofballs sitting around in the, you know, the f- uh, faculty lounge or in the law, in the library at some school. These are leaders, prominent leaders in the environmental hysteria movement. Um, the goal is to remove meat and dairy products entirely. You'll also see you have allocation for net clothing and textiles you'll be permitted to purchase three new clothing items per year three new clothing items that's it you'll also be permitted. the ambitious goal remove all private vehicles remove all private vehicles that's their goal by 2030 can't you all just take a bus take a train Uh, so they think this is the goal and the target if you do have a vehicle your vehicle has to last for 50 years 5-0 not many vehicles last for 50 years. Uh, and also about travel. Citizens, private citizens, will be permitted one flight of less than 930 miles. So that limits a lot of flights. One flight for, of less than 930 miles once every three years. And you might think, well, who is going to listen to them? Well, I'm going to tell you, your president listens to them. The World Economic Forum listens to them. The UN climate change lunatics listen to them. These are leaders in the climate community. And the reason I'm raising all this is we can't fight this stuff unless we can start to spread the understanding that there is no climate change emergency. And so what the left does, because they can't quite get people as frightened as they want them to be, you know, Jane Fonda is out with some idiotic statement about, you know, climate change is caused by racism and misogyny i mean i can't even go there she's it's just too idiotic for words uh then you also had dr fauci lest you think he only focuses on uh control of your life in every single way uh through covid his parting shot dr fauci posted something uh, in new england journal of medicine just this week where he's writing about the idea that covid and other viruses will continue to arise because they're tied to climate change don't you know So even if you thought we're finally through COVID, which we are, there is no pandemic of COVID going on, but never fear, Fauci, the total globalist leftist marxist guy that he is completely in bed with world economic forum un types to saying well but we're going to have more because they're tied to climate change and he writes some long blithering foolishness in the new england journal of medicine saying well you see you can't really end all the vaccines we want to create and you can't really you know because viruses are coming because climate change I i mean it gets idiotic i'll remind you again i think we linked it on our website today and if we didn't i want to urge you i will link it again soon You have to go back and read and take data from and learn the charts from the submission that was made in June of this year. So just six months ago, a submission to the SEC by two doctors, William Happer of Princeton University, Professor of Physics Emeritus, and Dr. Richard Lindzen, Professor of Earth, Atmospheric and Planetary Sciences from MIT, two premier organizations in the country. They submitted a lengthy, I think it was 28 page Submission to the SEC that was making a rule change related to alleged climate emergency And these two doctors went out of their way to lay out data that literally thousands of other doctors are screaming for the rooftops Trying to let people to to open up and read and understand there's no climate emergency There is not a co2 emergency co2 has been a good thing in the environment our trees uh, Grow because they have co2. It is a 28 page submission of brilliance that's pointing out data point data point footnote footnote about the fact that climate change alarmism is a left-wing tool the facts of science the data do not support anything the climate alarmists are pushing but understand if we don't get more people in this country in this world understanding there is no climate emergency we will end up submitting to the kind of things those leads uh, alleged experts were pushing you can't have a car. You can't go on a trip. You can't. You can't do anything. You're going to be frozen in place. A lot more. There is more to talk about in CO2. I'm going to do a special show on CO2 soon, uh, because it, even within that 0.04 percent of naturally occurring CO2, human contribution that's very, very, very little. I'll close on a little bit of a funny note um, as we go to ending, ending of the show, but. Um, there was a uh, Alexandria Ocasio Cortez, whose you know political power is largely tied to this to her climate change, green uh, you know green New Deal stuff. She put out a film that actually apparently filled filmed. I did not even know that. Um, she had a film um, out called. Um, climate change a documentary uh, was out over this past weekend um, and it was in I guess a bunch of theaters and it was the biggest flop on the planet which is a measure of the last thing I'm going to tell you I actually think a significant percentage of Americans, maybe even majority of Americans now realize at the very least, there is no climate change emergency. We do not have to give up all of our freedom just because AOC and the radical leftists want us to understand this. I really will close out before I go to why it matters to you understand AOC John Kerry, now King Charles, and all these Hollywood people who are so smitten with themselves, and climate change, I'm here to save the planet, they're not going to comply with anything that is going to be imposed on everybody else. They're not going to stop flying their gas-guzzling massive private jets around the world to go to meetings, to complain about climate change, and show how much they care about the average person. But the kind of control over you and your freedom that will flow from the kind of climate change they want to to bring, the climate change policies, you will submit to it unless you fight it. We've got to learn to debunk the entire climate change alarmism agenda, spread truth, spread facts. It is the best way to shut down this tactic, this vehicle toward totalitarian tyranny that the left has now embraced in the name of climate change. Out of time, sadly, but I close the every, every day I close the show by telling you why the stories that we talked about today matter to you. So, yep, yeah, we have those. Thank you very much. Um, so, um, we started the show talking about Dr. Ben Carson, canceled in Detroit. Detroit School Board orders removal of Dr. Ben Carson's name from the name of a high school to be replaced with the name of an early black woman doctor. Not a harmless, quirky little anecdote. Part and parcel of a political agenda to drive traditional pro-American ideals out of the United States of America. Dr. Carson is a living embodiment of the American dream. No one more deserving of honor. Up from nothing. At the pinnacle of professional achievement and a seriously demanding medical discipline. A man of deep and openly acknowledged Christian faith, which he credits for his success. Banning all things Trump or MAGA-related, is the agenda of the Biden leftist cabal. The sooner this is seen and resisted, the better. And an AOC-Fauci climate change cluster, Fauci delivers parting message warning that climate change may exacerbate virus risks. Jane Fonda proclaims racism and misogyny at the root of climate change. I mean, moral idiocy through the roof. Um, AOC releases a movie to stoke climate change alarm, flops, big, big time climate change alarmism is the nearly invisible tool of the left to destroy freedom everything causes climate change therefore everything must be controlled and monitored by the left Data simply doesn't support the alarmism, but the mantra is akin to rigid religious doctrine. Nothing can disprove the doctrine that demands alarm. Everything must be viewed as <clears throat> as cause for more strident allegiance to the doctrine. Americans must be better informed about CO2 levels, Earth's climate history, actual diversity and difference of opinion among climate scientists, no consensus, and not, there was never 97% consensus. That was another hoax by the Obama team. Climate change alarmism is unfounded. Control of the people is the real objective and must be rejected. And that, my very fine friends, is America Can We Talk for Today. I want to quickly mention tomorrow, our Thursday show. An extraordinary guest joining us, uh, Si Hoon Kim. He is a, by ethnicity, he's South Korean, uh, by political background. He's a former communist, Marxist, strident, who's now a patriotic American Christian, doing enormous good on America's college campuses, sharing uh, with them why it is so very, very important for them to wake up to the dangers of communism, Marxism, socialism, and especially to the evils of the CCP. You will love this guy. Don't miss the show tomorrow. And actually don't ever miss my show. Please tune into America. Can we talk every Monday through Thursday at 3 PM central time? I do this show to speak up for America because America matters. And I will talk to you next time.
1: about America.